Welcome listeners to the latest edition of JOEMC's podcast, Flipping the Switch. We've got a great show for you this episode. Crystal Phillips will be talking with uh, Dave Maston. Dave is a JOEMC member, but uh, as important, he represented Jones Onslow at the No Barriers Expedition out in Colorado, and that's a, that's a program that we partner with uh, CoBank. Uh, one of our lending partners with, and uh, Dave got exposed to some pretty awesome stuff out there, and he's going to be with Crystal sharing that. And then following that, Natalie O'Danny will be telling folks what's happening around the co-op, so stay tuned for that as well. So with that, let's start flipping the switch. Welcome back, guys, to Flipping the Switch. Today we have Dave Madison, and he is here to talk to us about our No Barriers program. Dave, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. So let's talk about a little bit of your background. Prior to No Barriers, you were in the military. Could you tell us um, what branch of service you were in and how many years you served? Sure. I was uh, in the Marine Corps uh, for 32 years. Not quite 32 years. but It's a long time. 32 years is like, did you finally say, I'm I'm going to retire? No, actually, the Marine Corps finally <laughs> said, uh, thanks for your service. Here's your walking papers. Have a nice life. Okay. Well, so, I hope you're having a great life now after retirement. Doesn't, it's not terrible. That's good. <laughs> you have embraced retirement. If I had known it would be this good, I would have retired when I was 19. I hear you. I live in the dream. That's, That's good. Right. So can you tell us about like your years of service? Like what were your specialties while you were in the Marine Corps? Uh, sure. So I started out as a... I was a truck mechanic. Okay. Uh, we would call that a 3521, and there's a technical title for that. Um, I transitioned to the warrant officer ranks, and I retired as a chief warrant officer five. Wow. So my specialty was ground transportation maintenance. Um, but, of course, the uh, Marine Corps tends to assign you where they want you when they want you there. So mm-hmm. I, I dabbled in a lot of other things oh, I'm sure. off and on through, throughout my career. Yeah, multitasking. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> so when you decided to retire, whenever you actually retired from the Marine Corps, what were what was that kind of transition into the civilian world like for you? Um, it was a little strange. We were just coming out of COVID. Um, the world was still a little isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I wanted change in the sense of I wanted to walk away from what I had done for the better part of my adult, well, really my whole adult life. Um, but I suddenly found myself a little lost in the sense of uh, losing the camaraderie and teamwork that I was used to every day. It was your solid group for over 30 years. Right. Yeah. And a little bit of the, my purpose for getting out of bed in the morning, honestly. So whenever you made that transition, kind of you had that awakening of like, what's going to be next? What did you feel like was going to be next once you kind of settled into that new world? Well, initially, my retirement plan involved a lot of travel, um, some Hiking and and, and reading, I'm sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, as I alluded to before we got on the air, there, uh, I do enjoy reading. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the books that I have had spent some time reading involved um, uh, long distance hiking and, and travel. Unfortunately, uh, I've had some health setbacks between both myself and and my wife, and um, so we, we haven't given up that plan yet. But we've had to adjust and make yeah. some some alternative uh, some different plans. plans. It's kind of threw a wrench in my my retirement gears, if you will. I hear you. Now, whenever you kind of were looking at options and like you said, some of the things had changed on what you thought your retirement might look like, you saw our program for no barriers. What seemed appealing to you about that? So it's funny you should ask. Actually, 
I didn't know anything about no barriers. Um, I was nominated by mm-hmm. one of your employees. Uh, so shout out to Gail Osbeck. Yes. Thank you, Gail. Uh, Gail is married to one of my best friends, uh, Bob. And um, unbeknownst to me, uh, she set this in motion. And once uh, I was selected, um, then, it, you know, it kind of came, the cat was out of the bag, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and then I started to learn a little bit uh, more about it. Well, it seems like it was a good surprise. It was. It was absolutely yeah. a good surprise. <laughs> um now, our program for No Barriers, for our listeners that may not know about it, it is a seven, it can be a five to seven day expedition out in Colorado. Our program is exclusively for veterans that are have some sort of disability rating. Um, so when you go to Colorado, I have learned a lot from Dave in this process that there are three phases for it. So can you tell us a little bit about like once Gail nominated you and you were surprised and said, okay, I guess I'm doing this. What kind of sparked an interest for you? Uh, well, she told me a little bit about it um, on the phone. She knows that I'm uh, outdoors oriented and uh, some of the opportunities that were available um, were kind of right up my alley, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, like I wasn't immediately, it wasn't a done deal when Gail informed me. I still had to fill out an application on mm-hmm. my own. Had to be approved medically and, and several other uh, things throughout the process with no barriers themselves. And that would be part of that phase one that people would go through. Correct. And so then uh, once I was uh, completely accepted, we got a schedule of uh, some uh, teleconference mm-hmm. type meetings. Uh, you meet your uh, your group that's going to be... Um, oh, prior to going. Correct. Okay. So we would meet every Thursday night uh, for about six weeks, I think. Uh, every week there was a home, this is phase one. So every week there was a little bit of homework, if you will. Okay. And, you know, North Barriers is headquartered in Colorado, very mountainous and yes. outdoor um, environment. So they use the rope team analogy. It's a, it's a very mountaineering centric um, uh, concept. Um, so your group that you go out there and, and do your expedition with, that's your rope team, at least for the purpose of of uh, like that unit that you're correct. with, at yeah. least for the purpose of that experience, and then you can choose to to maintain those relationships uh, later or or not. Um, but the idea in phase one is to understand a little bit about um, how no barriers is going to um, help you come up with a plan for the future mm-hmm. and execute that plan, and also to build that that support so that you're not a complete stranger with your team when you. Which is great because that kind of takes away that initial part mm-hmm. of like it kind of being awkward when you first all get together. I would think after six to seven weeks, you kind of feel like you know them before sure, you get there. For sure. So, I, I said teleconference too. It was actually video. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, it wasn't zoom, but it was a zoom. Like, uh, I don't remember the, the, but you knew kind of what, but, you know, if that was Natalie, you knew what they looked right, like. They so that like, was correct. good. So it was familiar. Mm-hmm. Now you had mentioned you went in July. What were the dates and where did you go? So we flew from here to Denver on the 6th. Um, got off the plane and that day we went straight to Fort Collins, uh, picked up some team gear and, and individual gear if you needed any, and then right up to their, their base camp. It's located on the North edge of, uh, the Arapahoe national forest mm-hmm. in between, uh, I think Livermore, Colorado or something like okay. that. And, uh, the red feather lakes. I'm sure area. it's a spectacular area. It was amazing. Yes. I know photos do not do it justice in my mind. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, we were there for three days and then I flew back here on the, on the 10th of July. Okay, so for that, for anyone that's listening, that trip is all paid for. So CoBank, our generous sponsor, handles all of that for 
whoever goes, and Dave was the lucky one to go this time, with that, how do you feel like that adventure, like, changed you? Like, what led you to go down that path and, like, continue on phase three? Like, do you have any takeaways from it? Uh, I do. So, um, while you're there, I mean, there's it's very outdoor-centric, and, and you do a, a few uh, different mini – well, at least I had the base camp experience, so each day was a different um, – different mini adventure, if you will. Mm -hmm. But you spend time with your team each day talking about different, um, different uh, aspects of the no barriers lifestyle. And the idea is that you can identify where you want your life to go and then formulate a a plan and some support to, to do that. Um, That's something I'm kind of still working on, but I think we all are. Yeah. Like when you were there, that's part of it is you do all of these things as a group, like what kind of activities along with, some of the stuff were you guys doing to kind of form that bond? Well, so the the first day we were scheduled to go on a on a hike um, that I was really looking forward to uh, to a lake. Unfortunately, this year had some strange weather in Colorado. And it certainly did. Yes, the uh, the roads were some of them impassable, uh, flooded, and so forth. We ended up with a a vehicle stuck in the mud, and oh, no. you know, the short story is we went on a hike, not the one we were um, scheduled for. And, um, by the time we got everything squared away, um, in a little side story, some, uh, four wheeling folks that were out RV camping and Mm -hmm. riding four wheelers in the, in the, uh, forest there, they actually went and got some privately owned, uh, vehicles and came out and helped, uh, help get us squared away and everything. That was nice. Yeah, it was. And it, you know, complete strangers helping strangers. It kind of restored a little bit of faith in humanity. For sure. Well, it kind of. Well, like feeds into the whole theory of what you guys are there for right. too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to try to make a lemonade out of lemons, if you will, um, although we didn't do the scheduled event, um, we had to come together as a team, lift each other up. Uh, you know, people respond to adversity in different ways. Right. So there was a lot of internal support within, and this is a group of strangers. We'd known each other physically for less than 24 hours. Right. Um, you know, so basically we turned that into a learning experience unto ourselves and, um, made a positive out of a negative. And that was kind of day one. Yeah. It sounds like day one started with the bang for it, sure. It did. Um, so day two, we did some rock climbing again, the weather was, uh, not cooperative. So there was a, a mountain rock face that we were scheduled to, mm-hmm. to, uh, climb and descend that we had to, uh, cancel that portion due to, uh, due to hail and, oh, and rain, no. but we did get to spend some time on a ropes course. Um, you know, it, it's interesting to uh, strap yourself into a harness and connect it to a rope to a complete stranger. And essentially your life is in their hands. Now, did you have any experience with these types of activities prior to going? I had a little, yes. Uh, I, I did a little climbing when I was a teenager and then uh, I've been to the Marine Corps mountain warfare training center twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a little bit of a uh, experience. I'm certainly not an expert. Right. Um, more of, I tried it once or twice and <laughs> yeah. it was, it was okay. I think I got this. Yeah. Um, to be t- perfectly honest with you, I am not a big fan of heights. Okay. Uh, so that was a little bit of a, um, a challenge, personal challenge to overcome. Um, and also I was the only Marine veteran. There. Oh, really? I think there were two, two army, one air force and everybody, I'm sorry, two Navy, one air force and everybody else was army out of, uh, our initial crew was about 15 Wow. through phase one. And then only 12 of us showed up in Colorado. Okay. I don't know why the others hmm. opted out, but, uh, yeah, so there was a little bit of 
pressure. Oh yeah. You know, the Marines are uh, typically full of ourselves and we're the, we're so the you best. You felt obligated. Just asking. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If, you wanted to make sure everyone knew you were there. Well, I didn't want to necessarily draw <laughs> attention to myself, positive or negative, but right. I certainly didn't want to uh, represent my own service in a bad, uh, Oh, I get it. Light. And there was certainly that inner service uh, ribbing and rivalry. So, but it, it was good. Um, there's a it, the culminating event that morning was called the uh, the leap of faith. So you had to climb what was essentially a telephone pole, jump off of a platform at the top. I'm a of little it, fearful just hearing you say that. And then catch a trapeze. Oh, yeah, it was. Did you? So how'd that go? So I did it. Well, actually, everybody went up the platform and made the attempt. I think there were three or maybe four of us that actually did. You catch, catch the trapeze? Y- yes, ma'am. See, way to go, Marine Corps. And then, uh, you know, the the man that was uh, belaying us, um, you know, lowered us gently to the to the ground. Um, But yeah, it was frightening. It was not. uh, It was not fun. It was fun afterward. But you did it, and (laughs) you were proud of yourself. So that's a good thing. And you have a story to tell. I do, which is great. Now you're in phase three of your uh, time with No Barriers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that was news to me that there was a post trip. So uh, in phase one, we went over the uh, the elements, if you will, of the no barriers lifestyle. And uh, as you build your rope team and, and try to come up with a plan um, for your way ahead with, with whatever it is you want to do with, with your life, um, a lot of those concepts are new. So they're reiterated in phase two. You're using your team as your, your support on your expedition. And then when you go into phase three, you revisit that plan you started to, to formulate in phase one. Uh, and try to tie some of those things back together so that it makes a little bit more sense. With Did it make more sense with you? Uh, it did. So, for example, um, and there's no right or wrong answer. It varies for, for everybody. But one thing that um, one of the immediate goals that I came up with was uh, just to improve my health and, and, and fitness. Um, I tend to try to stay on top of that. Um, I got a little lazy in retirement, not it completely, but yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm battling with, uh, some physical, um, stuff, you know, right. that, uh, that's a, an obstacle unto itself. So, um, you know, for example, one of your rope team members is your Sherpa. He's like the, the expert, the guide, uh, that's going to uh, help you, uh, accomplish, uh, whatever your, your goal is. And so, um, I know a little bit about this sort of thing, but I'm my own worst enemy. I'm, I'm probably a halfway decent coach and a terrible student. So I needed a sanity check from the guy that I picked as a, uh, as a, uh, which is nice to have that person. I needed somebody to, to tell me the way it is, not what I wanted to hear. Right. And, and he did that. And, and hurt everybody my needs and, a person like that. Honestly. Right, right. Yeah. You could give lip service all day, but it's not really what you need to hear. Correct. Yeah. Well that like, it seems like, all three phases were, they had their connections, but they definitely had different points to kind of guide you down different paths. Mm-hmm. Now, for veterans that are in our service area of Jones Onslow, would you encourage them to apply for this program? Absolutely. Um, so it was a worthwhile experience. I have made lifelong friends even in that short period of time. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, one of my teammates lives in uh, Michigan and was here uh, a week ago. A week ago today, actually. I had breakfast oh. with him. See, that's great, those um, and, connections. And then I have a friend in Texas that we hold each other accountable for similar similar goals. We message each other daily. So, yeah. Well, I would definitely say it's a trip of a lifetime for you. And also one of those things that it won't end just because you took one trip. It sounds like it's going to last for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So for members that are interested in applying for No Barriers, they can visit joemc.com slash community slash no barriers 
Um, or just go to the search bar and put no barriers. Uh, or you may have a gale out there and somebody might nominate you. But we certainly look for members that are interested in being in this program. It's one of the nice things that we have here as an electric cooperative for folks to be able to participate in something that's helpful to them, helpful to the community that they're involved in and grow eternally forever. So we encourage all members to check it out. And thanks, Dave, for being on our podcast. You're quite welcome. Thank you for having me and uh, thank you for sponsoring me. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thanks. Didn't win big cash in the lottery? You can still get a big win-win. Add paperless billing and auto draft to enjoy a winning combo of convenience. All auto draft participants who enroll in paperless billing between March 28th and December 12th will have a chance to win monthly prizes and will be automatically entered in to win an as-is 2017 Chevy Silverado. That's a win-win. Go to joemc.com slash win this truck or speak with a member services rep. Hello, everyone. I'm Natalie Oldani, and I'm here to talk about what's happening at the co-op this month. Our Touchstone Tailgate events begin on Friday, September 15th at Richland High School and will be taking place throughout the football season at a school near you. Join us for some fun giveaways and free food before the games begin. Check out our social media pages for more information on which games we will be attending. National Drive Electric Week is September 22nd through October 1st. This event aims to spread awareness about the many advantages of electric and plug-in hybrid vehicles. And great news for our members. You can receive a rebate from Jones Onslow when you install a Level 2 charger. Head over to our website and view our EnergyWise page for more information. And last but not least, our energy efficiency tip of the month. Did you know fall is the perfect time to schedule a tune-up for your heating system? Home heating accounts for a large portion of winter energy bills. And no matter what kind of system you have, you can save energy and money by maintaining your equipment. Winter will be here before you know it, so don't forget to check on those heating systems. Stay in the know on all things JOEMC by reading our monthly Spotlight newsletter on our website. And there you have it, folks. That's what's happening here at Jones Onslow. Well, folks, that'll do it for this episode of Flipping the Switch. Until next time, if you don't currently follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or any of our other social media channels, consider doing so. It's the best way to keep informed about what's going on with your cooperative. Thanks again.